So for this vehicle, we're, we're utilizing an 800 volt DC electrical bus from our battery. We're uh, routing power to a high voltage distribution module that was designed in-house. Power is routed to two inverters, um, which are feeding two pr uh, brushless DC motors. Uh, those are connected mechanically to an electric multi-speed transmission, uh, which then diverts power to a transfer case from the original vehicle, uh, providing four-wheel drive uh, power uh, to the wheels when necessary. Um, th there's also a number of ancillary components that are uh, uh, connected to the distribution module. We've got uh, two electric heaters, one for the cabin, another for battery conditioning. There's an electric air conditioning compressor, uh, as well as a DC-DC converter to provide power to 12-volt consumers and an onboard charger that can do uh, about 19 kilowatts. The vehicle's utilizing an onboard charger capable of AC level 2 charging. Uh, we can charge at the maximum allowed rate under the SE standard, which is about 19.2 kilowatts. Uh, it's giving us the fastest recharge possible without DC fast charge implemented on the vehicle. It was a challenge for this project finding 800 volt rated accessories, uh, connectors, uh, basically any component suitable for 800 volts because it's just coming uh, kind of into the norm uh, in the industry. Uh, so, you know, with most components out there being rated for a maximum of 600 volts, it was, uh, it reduced the Kind of our options pretty significantly and what we could uh, you know, choose to uh, utilize in this vehicle. So yeah, the 800 volt architecture for this program was driven uh, partially by customer requirements, the desire to use a couple 800 volt, 800 volt motors. Um, at the same time, due to the, due to the high power levels involved with the uh, powertrain, it was necessary to go to 800 volts just to keep the current draw down. So the battery charger was selected based on charging time. Uh, other components were sized just to meet kind of system requirements for the DC-DC converter, for instance, was uh, you know, limited options based on the 800 volt requirement, but also there was a, uh, a current requirement on the 12 volt um, system based on kind of the large number of consumers for you know, pumps, fans, things of that nature, as well as the original vehicle systems that run on 12 volts. Uh, other components uh, were really kind of selected just based out of uh, you know, kind of necessity, so we had a uh, kind of heating requirement for both the battery and the cabin, but again, limited options with the 800 volt um, yeah, system. So one of the main challenges has been packaging of, uh, of the components you know, needed to get 600 horsepower to the wheels. So the powertrain in this vehicle was developed with a class eight truck in mind. So packaging from a mechanical and an electrical standpoint has been one of the you know, kind of uh, main challenges regarding uh, you know, this project. Uh, due to the you know, extreme power requirements, we're running uh, two sets of uh, two-aught cable front to, front to rear, just mainly driven by the, the need to be able to get over 500 kilowatts uh, to the motor inverters uh, under peak power demand. So the motors and inverters themselves are all manufactured by Cascadia Motion. Um, fairly power dense, but again, due to the 500, 500 kilowatt output, still rather large. Um, so replacing the engine and transmission in the Raptor, we're going to a slightly smaller unit, but it drives some unique packaging requirements. Thermal conditioning of the battery, you know, requires both, uh, you know, the ability to cool it uh, and also heat, depending on environmental and, you know, operating conditions. Uh, so there is a dedicated heater uh, that runs on 800 volts, uh, utilized only to warm the battery 
uh, in low ambient temperatures. Uh, basically, it allows you to get you know, full power out of the battery, uh, but you are going to—it does require battery power in order to get you to that point. So, uh, you know, along with you know cabin conditioning, uh, okay, so the cabin conditioning also utilizes an 800 volt heater. Uh, that's in place of the vehicle's original heater core that was driven by you know, latent heat from the engine. Um, you know, without a combustion engine in place, we're having to you know, find new sources of uh, you know, thermal energy um, for these systems. Uh, additionally, the AC compressor is electric, running on 800 volts. Uh, you know, that we had to source as a prototype component because there's not a lot in the market right now. Uh, there's not much unique about the low voltage. Uh, as far as the high voltage ancillary components, due to the 800 volt architecture, the current draw is rather low on those components, which allows us to downsize the, uh, all the high voltage cabling. Uh, so even though you know, we're more limited on the component selection at this time, um, it does kind of enable a little bit of weight reduction and kind of space savings by going to the smaller cables. And you know, again, due to the current draw being lower at 800 volts versus you know, a 400 volt topology, um, you know, it just helps us drive a little bit better packaging. So this battery pack is a 700 volt nominal 800 peak uh, pack. Uh, it's composed of the modules from two Chevy Volt batteries wired in series. This battery is using an AVL designed battery management system from our California Technical Center. Uh, it's a mature design using a, a tricore processor. The battery management system split into a battery control unit and individual module uh, control units. The BMS utilizes a decentralized architecture with the battery control unit functioning as a supervisory controller which communicates with the module control units over an internal CAN bus. Uh, we also have safety related functions for high voltage interlock and isolation detection as well as diagnostic functionality with plausibility checks. Additionally, there is an interface uh, functionality for both internal communication and interface with the vehicle supervisory controller. So just to expand on the diagnostic functionality, we have both cell level like voltage and temperature checks as well as pack level checks for voltage, resistance, isolation, things of that nature in addition to the state of uh, health for contactors and additional plausibility checks. Part of the end of line checks uh, before the pack left our California Tech Center, there were a number of tests done including capacity, HPPC and drive cycle tests. Furthermore, there were a number of lab tests that were run to ensure performance. These included capacity, hybrid pulse power characterization, and drive cycles. For the BMS, we utilize an Autosar based software architecture.